Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Welcome, welcome. Well, thank you. I appreciate that so very much. It's Friday. It's Friday. Your favorite, well, no, it's not your favorite day of the week. Is this like your second favorite day of the week? Well, Friday's always a pretty good day. Friday's always a pretty good Friday's day. Friday's a good day. But Sunday's Friday's coming. Sunday's coming. Yeah, I tell you what, all the blessing and all the angst <laughs> for a preacher on Friday. But I tell you what, you know, it's always wonderful to meet people and let us know, hey, we've been listening to Text Talk. If you're in the Tampa area this weekend, come by and worship at Livingston. All the information you need is at the website christiansmeethere.org. We would love to meet you, christiansmeethere.org. And I'm excited to be finishing up our conversation on Psalm 15 today. Psalm 15. I'm actually going to be reading today from the New Living Translation. Here's how it begins. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. So I just got to say, and we probably should have done this before we turn the mics on, but that translation is so different than all the others. Yeah. Because it keeps saying those. And all the others we've read has said he. Yeah. He, 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 he. Well, remember, the New Living Translation is much more of a dynamic equivalence. It's much more of a, we, we want to try to get across to you what the real meaning and intent is. And that's that's evident by even how they did the first lines. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? They've made an interpretive choice that says that what this psalm is about is who gets to worship God. But that's not what the sentence says. The sentence is about dwelling with God. So I think they've made a mistake. Well, and even with, uh, you know, sanctuary versus the idea of tent or tabernacle, Mm -hmm. sanctuary, I guess, is the idea of a a meeting place with God. That's part of it. But if the word is the tent or the tabernacle of meeting, that I mean, that's an interpretive choice. That It is. It's absolutely an interpretive choice. And I think there's some reasons why they've made these that we, we just really haven't gotten into this week. And I, I don't necessarily want to get distracted for that. But there's a, there's a lot of stuff surrounding the Psalms and the way people study the Psalms and the way they apply the Psalms that, that sometimes I struggle with. And I think that's indicated by this particular translation that, that views this more like a liturgy that had probably developed over centuries rather than David wrote it at the beginning of Israelite history. And I think that's some of why these interpretive choices get made. Instead of just letting David talk to the Lord and the Lord respond to David. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And, and while I wouldn't disagree, I guess, in sentiment that this is what God's people or, quote, those ought to be about, one of the things that we're seeing here is is certainly an emphasis upon a he. Mm. And I know we want to talk about that because because the he gives it a messianic 
overtone. Oh man, you just let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> I don't. I hate to bury the lead on a Friday because people check out early on Friday. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a very good point, and, and so I understand why they've made this choice because they're thinking of it applying to you and me, and they want it to apply to everyone. It's mm-hmm. not just a singular mm-hmm. individual, but it is interesting that the psalm itself is he, 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 not not the ones. Those, the people, the people, it is he. And that really gets us right to the middle of the quandary we've been in. And I, mm-hmm, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if I've done a good job of of raising the quandary, but here's where we've been. David asked the Lord, who gets to live with you? Right. Who who gets to be your roommate? Who gets to be the person who dwells in your dwelling place? And God responds with a list. And the problem I have with the list is I don't qualify. And I'm going to tell you what, David didn't qualify. Mm. David violated these things. And kind of a response for so many of, with this psalm is to try to water it down. I want to water it down to a level that I can accomplish. And so I'm going to take a word that means without blemish or blameless or all of those things, and I'm going to water it down to this this approach that maybe I can accomplish instead of instead of wrestling with the fact that this is a psalm that says, Edwin, you don't make the cut. And honestly, Andrew, I love you. But it's a psalm that says, Andrew, you don't make the cut. And and now I'm looking around for who does? Who makes the cut? Yeah, if we share a heart of David's that wants to go be in the, the tent of the Lord, but now I don't look that, well, well, then who does? Who can? Yeah, here's a man after God's own heart. And yeah. we all know that there came a point where he would have to say, that's not me. I've messed this up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, then, well, then what do I do with this psalm? I'm looking for somebody who fits this psalm. And for the Israelites, I I don't know how they use this psalm. I imagine they probably tried to do some of the same things that the modern commentators do with it. They tried to make it fit so that they could say, yes, I qualify. Instead of wrestling with, man, I'm in trouble. I don't qualify. I'm in trouble. I don't qualify. But you and I are actually in a much better place than they are because we have come after Jesus. And what do I know about Jesus? Yeah. Jesus qualifies. He's the one that leads the way into the place of God, which is what was so exciting to me as we were talking before the mics went live, that while this psalm is not classically listed as the messian- as a messianic psalm, boy, it sure looks messianic to me. I think that's the way <laughs> we should view it. of Jesus Christ. I think that's the way we should view it. This is, I don't know how it was used in ancient literature, but I tell you what I do know. I know that when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, it changed everything. It changed how we looked at everything. And no matter how you would view Psalm 15 up to the point of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, when you read Psalm 15, what you ought to be saying is, oh, I know that guy. Mm -hmm. I know the he who has done this because he died. He was buried and he was resurrected. Even death could not shake him. Mm. Even death could not move him. Mm -hmm. Who can dwell on God's holy hill? I've seen the guy. I know the guy. His name is Jesus. Now, here's a fascinating thing. The one person in all of human history Mm -hmm. who has qualified on his own merits to live on the holy hill of God 
What happened to him on the holy hill of God? He died. The one person who should have been able to climb God's holy mountain and live there went to a cross there. And why did he do that? John 14, Jesus said the reason he did that was to prepare a place for us that we could dwell with God. Mm. Mm. What is this psalm doing? This psalm is telling us about Jesus. This psalm is pointing us to the Savior, to the Messiah, who paved the way so that you and me, you and I, I'm an English major, I don't know, um, so that we could dwell there. I, it's it's just a powerful thing, and I get it. You know, if we want to go back to how did the Israelites use this psalm, well, we're going to miss that. But how should we use this psalm? Probably the way we should use almost every psalm to point us to Jesus. Well, it certainly does. What I appreciate in looking at in that light is how you can draw this like black and white contrast, stark and stark contrast between the Pharisees, the religious leaders of Jesus' day, and Jesus himself. Those who were presenting themselves to the people, and we read about this in the scripture, as, oh, of course they're the ones who are going to God's holy hill, and follow them, they're leading the way. And yet they are violating this psalm, I mean, nearly point by point. Uh, What we see in verse 2 about this speaking truth, Jesus is the truth, and he only spoke the truth, but they were bearing false witness against him and lying against him. Uh, again, the, the sins about the tongue, doing evil to his neighbor. Jesus is the one who loves his neighbor, and he blessed people, and he healed people. Uh, he, he, he healed uh, some of those fellows on the Sabbath, and what do the Pharisees do? They can't rejoice that a neighbor was healed. That you know They, they have to have problems with it. Um, Verse number four, the idea about um, having the heart of God for for people, to look at people the way God does. Okay, so and, you're, you're blowing my mind here. You're blowing my mind. When you look at verse four, do you see what happened between Barabbas and Jesus? Oh. In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but which person did the Pharisees get all the children of Israel at, mm-hmm. in that day to say, we want him free? The murderer criminal Barabbas. What have they done with the vile person? They set him free. What did they do with the person who feared the Lord? Mm -hmm. They shouted, crucify him. him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, The hypocrisy that that the Lord uh, condemns them about again and again and again is a violation of this business about swearing to his own hurt and not changing. That They would change. They, they played all kind of word games to get out of their O's and, and you know, fake people out with their, with their word traps. Um, the, the business about uh, usury and bribes, you know, they were paying false witnesses to come and, and testify against the Lord. They would devour widows' houses. Yeah. You know, they, they, they were filthy about all of these things. And yet they were the ones dressed in their finery and making their long prayers and saying, well, this is the way. Let's go to the house of the Lord. Wow. And so when, okay, I'm processing what you're saying here because until you've brought this up today, I I wasn't thinking in those terms. But so really what we see here in this psalm is who dwells in the house of the Lord all depends on how we respond to Jesus. Mm. Jesus had said in his, his great sermon on the mount, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And what we've got is a psalm that 
is the antithesis Mm -hmm. of their righteousness, all demonstrated by how they responded to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, Jesus is the one who fits this profile perfectly. And so if I want to dwell in the house of the Lord, I have to be in Jesus. I have to be in Jesus. The only way for me to remain unmoved is to be in the one who is unmoved. Who is never moved. Yeah. If if I'm going to look at Psalm 15 and say, you know what? I'm going to try really, 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 really hard to be all this stuff so that I can be unmoved. I am going to find out that I am going to fail. My my response needs to be, I have to turn to Jesus. Okay, I can anticipate an objection. I think probably somebody is going to say, all right, so Edwin, Andrew, are you guys saying then that it doesn't matter if I if I think about or try to be like this person in Psalm 15? I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm I mean, s- I, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord, and this is what those people look like, so this is... This yeah. is what I want to do. I want to be this person, but I've I've got to realize the only way for me to be this person is to go through Jesus. Yeah. Because on my own, I have failed this. And on my own, I will always fail this. Uh, th- this is not saying if you respond to Jesus properly, it doesn't matter if you live these ways. We wouldn't want to make the same mistake the Israelites did. We read about in Jeremiah 7 the other day. That's exactly God, right. you have delivered me to go practice abominations. That's not true. No, no. But if I want to be this person who is not moved, my only path there is through Jesus Christ. Amen. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Psalm 15. I think it's a messianic psalm. Mm. I think Mm. it's pointing us to Jesus. I see it. And that answers the quandary. And and, and I... I almost want to apologize for leaving us 48 hours in the middle of the quandary that made it made me feel uncomfortable. I know it made you feel uncomfortable, Andrew. But uh, <laughs> and if any of those people are listening today, they felt uncomfortable too. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do video, but had you seen video, you'd have seen Andrew looking at me like, "What on earth are you doing, Edwin?" But I, I think there's a period of time where we have to rest in that poverty of spirit moment that says, "I don't qualify," because only then the good news of Jesus really is good news. And this is good news. Psalm 15 tells me I don't qualify, but it points me to the one who does. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Well, like I said at the beginning, uh, if you are in the Tampa area, we'd love to meet you. Come out and worship at Livingston. All the information is at christiansmeethere.org. You can send us an email with your comments or questions about the podcast. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, we love you so much and we appreciate you so much. How wonderful it is to look at this psalm and and to realize, Father, that there there is a place where you dwell and a way to be there in Christ. Thank you for your grace and for Jesus Christ who has shown us the way, for he is the way, the truth, and the life. He laid down his life upon the cross to take it up again in the glory of the resurrection. He offers us forgiveness of sin and the path to dwell with you forever. I pray, God, that our hearts would always be tender to your word, that we might take this psalm, this Psalm 15, to see the way that we ought to live, to bring glory to your name, to make us more like Jesus Christ, who did it all perfectly. Father, where we fall short, help us not to play games like the Pharisees and wrap ourselves up in hypocrisy, but may we truly, Father, repent so that we might walk in your way for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.